Welcome to the Litigation Psychology Podcast brought to you by Courtroom Sciences. I am Dr. Bill Kanaski. With us today, very special guest, uh, Ellen Voya. Ellen is the president and CEO of the Women in Trucking uh, um, Association, which I find to be a fascinating group. I follow them on LinkedIn, and uh, I love all the stuff that they post. Uh, Ellen, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Well, thank you for inviting me. Thanks. Can you give us just a kind of a 30,000 foot view of how you uh, came up with the idea to found um, this association focused on women in this industry? Sure. Um, I was working for a large Midwest carrier and my job was manager of recruiting and retention programs. And that was corporate level initiatives. And they said, figure out how to attract and retain non-traditional groups. And one of the groups uh, they wanted me to focus on was women. And at the time, the industry really wasn't uh, doing a good job attracting women. And I belong to a, a women in aviation organization. I'm a pilot as well. And I thought, well, why isn't there a women in trucking? Yeah, women in trucking association. So um, I thought, well, if the pilots can have one, so can professional drivers. So um, I actually based a lot of our dues structure and a lot of our um, the association on the Women in Aviation International and formed Women in Trucking. It'll be 14 years. It was 14 years in March, so in 2007. Well, congratulations. That sounds that sounds wonderful. Um, how many members do you have? We have about 5,200 members in 12 countries. That's... So, and, and I have to mention, Bill, that about 15% of our members are men. It's not, it's not necessarily a, a for women, it's about women. That is, that is phenomenal. Can you break down, because um, I'm just i curious about this. I do a lot of work. Um, obviously, I work in litigation, so I work um, um, on a lot of cases for uh, trucking companies. And... Um, I think maybe in 17 years of doing this, maybe I've only worked with two or three women uh, in, in the industry. At what levels are women involved in trucking? I, I would imagine it's more than just drivers. I mean, there I think there's safety directors out there. Can you just kind of describe the roles that women play in the industry? Sure. Um, so women make up about 10% of over-the-road drivers. Um, and only about 2% of diesel technicians, which is a great job. Um, safety managers, uh, I, I think in the 40s, I'm sorry, 20s for safety managers and in the 40% um, for dispatchers. Um, but as far as the executive teams, uh, women aren't as well represented in the leadership area or on the boards of directors. So those are some areas of focus that we work on as well. That's that's excellent. What are what are the strategies um, between your organization and maybe uh, companies? How how do you attract how do you attract women to a traditionally kind of male industry? What are the strategies that you use? Well, first of all, you have to tell their stories. Um, we highlight women. We have a distinguished woman in logistics, an influential woman in trucking, a driver of the year. 
um, and a member of the month. And we tell their stories so that other women look at them and say, well, if she can do it, I can do it. And our big push is to get our drivers out to the non-trucking public. And so we have an image team that takes uh, media, gives media rides. We've given Diane Sawyer a ride. We've given uh, people from Wall Street Journal, uh, USA Today. We give the media rides. We also give our elected officials, our legislators and our regulators uh, rides. We've, we've invited uh, acting administrator Mira Joshi um, and she has accepted. Uh, so, and we've given other FMCSA administrators rides in trucks. So we tell their stories and when people see women doing this job, then they start thinking about, you know, putting themselves in, in that place as well. So it's really about telling stories. That's, that's excellent. Now, do you, um, do you have, do you have, um, conferences where everyone gets together maybe maybe once a year or how do you i guess how how do you all keep in touch as an organization and share uh um, these ideas with each other well that's a great question um we actually had just before the pandemic we had our fifth conference and we had over 1100 registered attendees so we were on a roll um this past year we did our conference virtually and we had over 600 attendees but this year we hope to have our conference both we'll have a, a virtual component and we'll have an in-person component in November in Dallas. But we also keep in touch with our members. We have a weekly newsletter, we have a publication, we have um, a huge social media, 11,000 on our Facebook page, I think eight or 9,000 on LinkedIn. Um, our emails go out, we're on Twitter. I think there's about 24,000 followers on Twitter. Um, Instagram, Pinterest, um, social media, but now um, we're also creating chapters so that uh, groups can meet in a local or a regional way to get together and continue networking. That that is uh, that's really sensational. Does your group, uh, particularly in your newsletters, or and I would love to help you with this because I tell you what, it's not a matter of uh, if, it's a matter of when. Have you ever discussed? legal topics you have to understand the trucking industry is in the crosshairs of the plaintiff's bar and there's a lot of money there's a lot of nuclear verdicts out there and the more women be the more that women become involved in the industry the the likelihood is that they're going to be deposed one day they're going to have to testify a trial are these topics that you guys have addressed or at least have a, a plan to address um, I, we'd love to. I know that we've addressed sexual harassment issues. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, you mentioned that in your years, you haven't had too many female drivers that you've represented. That's because women are safer drivers. And the American Transportation Research Institute found that men were 20% more likely to be involved in a crash in every statistically significant area, whether it's at night, uh, corners, uh, intersections, whatever. Um, because women are risk averse and whether that's in the cab of a truck or in the in the boardroom, um, women take fewer risks. And so that creates a different conversation, creates a different way of decision making. Um, but as far as lit litigation, I would love to have you on my radio show. I think we talked about that and um, we do webinars. We do webinars every month. Um, so it, to educate our members and our members yeah. are comprised of corporate and individual members. So that would be something of interest. 
Um, yeah, and I, I'd be happy to do uh, that for you. And by the way, the whole, the only thing about the women being safer drivers, uh, you you haven't seen my wife drive apparently, have you? <laughs> commercial drivers, commercial uh, drivers. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't don't even get me started on that topic because I've 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 my insurance company's like on speed dial. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, let, yeah, let's let's um, let's just definitely. Uh, I certainly want to keep in touch because I do a lot of webinars for um, you know Tida for um, uh, other trucking organizations for the actual trucking companies and insurance companies, and I, I know it's something that for your group would be very valuable because uh, it's a topic that's not going away. It's only going to grow, and it's quite frank litigation scares everybody to death and you want to you want to be ahead of the game have a plan before the lawsuits file i think that's something i can i can help you fill in those blanks but tell me about so i'm looking up your bio and um well let me let me start i made an epic mistake now you're gonna laugh at me and i just kind of like how dumb can somebody be and i right here dumb 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 so i want to educate myself before this podcast so idiot here I type in the Google, women truckers. Take a wild guess what came up. Uh-oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of um, photographs <laughs> of very, very attractive female truckers. So I kind of was like, oh, that was dumb, dumb, dumb. So I had to, make, I had to revise my search uh, to find more information. But then I found your... Um, uh, XM radio. Tell us about the XM radio show. Cause I'm, I'm very jealous. I've always wanted to grow up and no one knows this. That's why I have so much fun with this podcast. I always wanted to be the next Larry King or the next Howard Stern. And, uh, I ended up being a clinical neuropsychologist working on trucking cases instead, but, um, please tell me about the show and how you get, cause this, th this is fascinating to me. Well, here's what's really funny about that. Um, in high school, I want I wanted to be in broadcast journalism, and I actually went wow. to Trans American School of Broadcasting. Wow. And then in college, um, my first semester, I actually passed my third class radio operator's license and worked for a radio station um, for just a year or so, and found out that you don't make any money. <laughs> you yeah, don't yeah, make yeah. any money. As <laughs> Um, but so um, I started Women in Trucking in 2007, and I kept being guests on other people's radio shows. In fact, I had a monthly segment on a show called Freewheeling, I'd be on the Dave Nemo show. And finally, they came and they said, well, why don't we give you your own show? And that was about three years ago. Um, so I'm in my fourth year. And every Saturday morning from um, 10 to noon, and I love it. I just love it. It's a call-in show, and it's most it's the trucking channel on Sirius XM, so 146. So it's typically people in transportation. So um, it's it's a lot of fun. Okay. I well, hey, I I got to get on this show. I got to get on this show. I could be like <laughs> a regular contributor to this show. This would be fun, and. Um, I got to get my own show. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous of you right now. I'm very proud of you. Congratulations. But boy, I'm, I'm, I'm jealous. I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta get to work on this, but uh, no, that's, that, that's terrific. And I think that's great. Cause it just helps you get the word out. I can put you in. Let's Bill. I'll put you in touch with the right people. Exactly. See, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Um, 
so as I'm so finally, so once I got my my Google search the right way, so that bunch of pictures weren't coming up, I'm I'm, I'm an idiot. Uh, I finally uh, came across several articles about about you know women in the trucking industry. That was the proper search term, by the way. And the one thing that came up, which I found to be um, very interesting, and something that's actually dear to my heart. Uh, again, something a lot of people don't know. Um, in my training as becoming a psychologist, I worked in um, many medical facilities and I was doing research and clinical work in, in medical psychology. And a lot of that was trying to, this is, this is around where obesity became a, a national epidemic. And so I was working a lot on uh, with cardiologists, with dietitians to make uh, exercise programs and dietary programs that would uh, work with people. Um, trucking is notoriously a, a very unhealthy um, for drivers, a very unhealthy industry. And so as I was reading about women in the industry, that issue kept popping up. What does the industry, uh, I'm sorry, what does the association do to address um, those issues? Because we know that you know, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, this is something that plagues, um, plagues drivers. So we do competitions uh, with Rolling Strong and drivers win prizes or anyone who enters win prizes, uh, they'll last for a month. And so every so often we'll do competitions. Um, we also send out a lot of uh, emails with healthy eating and tips and things like that. Um, and one of the things I'm really proud of is we partnered with an organization called Aspire and they have um, what they call fit to pass and that's for drivers to pass their CDL physicals. And um, it, some of them, because of health issues, don't get a two-year card. They have to come back after three yeah. months or six months or a year. So Fit to Pass is coaching um, with a coach. And I, I actually signed up for it and, and my pilot's license is due this month as well. I have to get a physical for that. So um, we offered 90 days free, Amazon paid for it. All of our drivers got free fit to pass counseling and something called Talk Now, which was mental health counseling. And that was for 90 days. And then, um, then Total Transportation Mississippi picked it up for the next 90 days. So our drivers got it for 180 days free, and then they could sign up for a year for $15, $15 total for a year. So, I mean, we're, we realize that their, their health is very important and so is their mental health. Yes, that is a topic. Um, uh, in fact, uh, uh, last month we, we, we spent the whole month talking about mental health issues. Um, with really in all industries, um, boy, what a tough year. Uh, but particularly for, uh, I, I think, the trucking industry uh, and their role, which, by the way, has not been covered appropriately by the media. They've been too busy. Well, let's not get into that. But it's it's a it's a role. I, I would put I would put the trucking industry up on that top tier of heroes, right along with the healthcare folks. Unfortunately, they have not gotten uh, nearly enough credit and that that really um that 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 bothers me um it bothers me a lot uh ellen this has been so fun last question for you um there's been um and this is like this speaking of impending doom i've been reading a lot for the last couple of years um we have a truck driver shortage 
problem is what it, it was what it sounds like we don't have enough t- truck drivers and i know that one of the way we did a uh we did a podcast where we're talking about um the trucking industry uh, as a whole we, we discussed this issue and it sounds like there's a lot of foreign born foreign born truck drivers filling that void how 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 is your organization and maybe you personally how are you approaching the the the, the driver shortage issue because you know, if you have trucks full of supplies, that's wonderful. If you have, if you have no one to drive those trucks, you've, you've got yourself a problem, don't you? Well, let me tell you that 14 years ago, the trucking industry would say to me, Ellen, we don't care about the gender of the driver. We don't care about the ethnicity. We don't care about their age. And, and then I'd start pointing out like, really? Well, how come your uniforms are all made for men? How come your trucks are designed for men? How come you don't have women's restrooms or showers? And, and it really wasn't a level playing field. And so over the years, and I didn't, I didn't have uh, gender related data. Everywhere I'd go, I'd raise my hand and I'd say, do you have that broken down by gender? And they'd go, well, no, because women weren't statistically significant. And that's what I heard over and over. Well, fast forward 14 years, the message has been sticking and they're like, oh, wow, um, we get it. Women are safer drivers. Wow, we need to reevaluate how we're designing trucks and our facilities and the uniforms. I mean, just to make women's uniforms, you know? So the industry has really changed. And now they're saying, we see the value that women women bring in the boardroom as well as in the cab of the truck. And now they're saying, tell us how to attract women because we want to attract more women. Women make up half the population and only one out of 10 drivers. So we have a long way to go. And I think we can fill that need, um, whether it's women or other minorities, but of course we focus on women. So we're gonna help fill those seats uh, and, and we're gonna create change in the industry so that we can do that. That is fantastic. Ellen, thank you so much for being on our podcast. This was very, very informative. Let's make sure that we keep in touch because I want to help you, you know, help me help you. I think we can help each other out. But uh, I'm very, I mean, just authentically impressed by what you have accomplished in this, in, uh, in this industry. And I wish you uh, just best wishes going forward. And you let me know how I can help you. Uh, sounds good. We'll be in touch. Great. Thank you so much. And to our listeners and our viewers, thank you so much for participating in another edition of the Litigation Psychology Podcast brought to you by Courtroom Sciences. We'll see you next time.